And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. Padnos, a recycling and scrap management company, has gone from rags to riches by finding value in the things others discard or take for granted, by seeing possibility where others see expendability, by turning hubcaps into art and raw talent into valued expertise. Carrie Bliss leads the development and execution of strategic customer experience and sustainability initiatives at Padnos. She ensures these initiatives effectively enhance business performance and support the long-term interests of those she serves. Sustainability is a term often used to describe a product, but the sustainability of a process is important to consider as well. With your line of work, Carrie, you support both. From not only what is done, but to how it's done, please tell us about what you do to support sustainability in your line of work. So it is a big topic, um, and there are members of our team that work on both our internal sustainability, like calculating our carbon footprint and making sure that we're making good choices for the environment day to day. It also means that we're helping our customers. And so those customers typically have someone in sustainability or someone who has an interest in sustainability, but they don't really know where to go next. So we will start by coming in and doing a waste audit and helping them identify maybe some low hanging fruit, some things that they could do to easily improve as well as do sustainability reporting for them. So if they make an improvement, we can calculate the carbon impact that that has had. And we also help them build closed loop programs. So sometimes there's scrap that's being generated from their manufacturing process that we can take and remanufacture so that it can be reutilized either there or maybe at a different manufacturer. That is awesome. I love how you just cover the gamut of the, the whole spectrum of it. Um, you know, so, Curious to know, we're going to get a little creative here. What is the most creative, sustainable solution that you have seen inside or outside of the office? There's so many different ways to be sustainable. What's the most creative one you've seen? Yeah, so often I think the creativity is super important. Curiosity and creativity and the work that I do, both of those two things, because no two situations are ever exactly the same. And you know, most customers will tell you they don't have enough space, they don't have um, anywhere to put the materials and it's just easier to landfill or, you know, they, they're, they think they have blocks in their minds as to what can possibly be happening. So the creativity, it's hard for me to point just one thing out because I feel like there's a tremendous amount of creativity that has to go in every single customer's solution. These aren't, um, one and done sort of solutions. They have to be customized and modified. So an example of that would be um, a customer might, their main generation of scrap might be a metal material, which is fairly easy to recycle. There's high value. So there's lots of ROI on that for them, but then they're generating small volumes of film and banding and maybe some water bottles or some stuff from their lunchroom. So we will work with them to come up with a, uh, a type of, equipment that can bail multiple types of material in one system in one machine 
So things like that can just really make it accessible for people to do more than what they were thinking um, by just getting them the right equipment and the right technology. Nice. So, and, and to your point though, that creativity, and I love that you said curiosity, like how can we be better that curious, um, you know, question, but, but then also um, that they all have to be customized, that everyone's situation is a little bit different. And so to bring someone in who knows the ins and outs to figure out how to navigate that. Um, you know, so in life, we know that little things can make a big difference and a little thing, and you just mentioned it, that I'd like to talk about that most people don't even think about is plastic banding. So, um, in plants and in manufacturing, there are miles of this plastic banding, these strips that accumulates at every plant every day. So Padmas has identified a solution for that and how to become efficient and sustainable in regard to that particular product with a process. So could you just explain? Yeah, so plastic banding um, typically comes in two different material types. It's either PET or it's polypropylene. Both can be recycled, but not together. That's one of the biggest challenges with plastics. So we worked with Swede, um, a very reputable company. They make a great product and it's called a banding chopper. And the particular unit that we usually recommend comes on a slider stand. It's not very big. I mean, it's something that you could fit in a regular truck um, and the stands usually come on wheels and it can fit over either a four by four by four Gaylor style box or it can fit over a little hopper or a barrel so if you use the slider stand, you can chop your PET banding in one side and then slide it over and chop your polypropylene banding in the other side. The way it works best is when we put this equipment in line with the process. So often what I see when I go to a manufacturer is they make a mistake of trying to collect all the banding from all over the plant. Imagine, you know, some of these plants are 100,000 or more square feet and they've got boxes taking up space all over the, the plant floor. And the, as I already mentioned, no one ever thinks they have enough space. And then they're having people move these boxes around to various locations, maybe not even chopping it, putting it on a van trailer and literally shipping air. By using the chopper, we're at the source of generation, wherever the strapping is, now they're really densifying that material as it sits. And it's a 30 to one densification ratio. So that's 30 less trips around the plant. It's 30 less spots where material has to sit and take up valuable space. And now they can actually get a refund on that material as well as having a lower freight cost and lower carbon footprint when they go to ship it. That is amazing. So word of the day, efficiency. <laughs> efficiency, which is a win for everyone, including our environment. So, um, you know, is it about a month ago, uh, there was an announcement made by Padnas, uh, Padnas Ocean, a line of high-performance resin compounded directly from ocean-bound plastic. For those that are not familiar with OBP, as it's called, can you explain the problems with this and the solution that, that you found? So a lot of our island communities throughout the world simply don't have space for landfill. I don't even, even if they say they have a landfill, it's really more of a dump. It's not truly a landfill and they're all full. And if you can imagine some of these islands um, are pretty small and it's not like they have the land resources that we have in the United States. 
to be able to bury trash. So something has to be done. Um, so often what happens is these, these big packer trucks, the same sort of trucks you would have here in the US, will just pull right up to a barge or some sort of boat and try to dump that plastic on. Well, guess what? I mean, it blows all over the place. It's loose, it's free flowing, it ends up in the ocean or it'll even blow right out of the dump. I mean, there's there's not enough barrier between where the dump is to where the ocean is. And so it ends up in there. It's a lot less people littering. Like, you know, people aren't, people are can be irresponsible, I realize that. But this, this problem is much bigger than people accidentally um, throwing a water bottle overboard their boat while they're out traveling around. This is coming from people who live on these islands, who live in these areas where they just don't have any access to be able to recycle. So we worked uh, locally with Green Island Living in the Virgin Islands, and they already are very passionate about the environment and gave them the tools and the equipment that they needed to be able to train people locally on what to do and how to keep these materials sorted. They're bailing the materials and then we're buying them and putting them right into processes here in Michigan. That is amazing. That is awesome. Um, you know, providing both commercial and residential service, not only do you accept recyclable materials, but you pay for them as well. So that said, it seems like everyone and their mothers should be working with you. With all of the benefits that come from the service you provide, are there any barriers? Yeah. So we're really set up to handle industrial streams of material, which means large volumes of material. So your typical community member may have, you know, a few milk jugs or laundry detergent bottles or, you know, they have a little bit of plastic scrap, but that really is handled better by municipal or material recovery facilities that are typically ran by a county or city or um, sometimes they're privately held. But those organizations are designed to have that mixed stream of materials come through and they sort your number ones and number twos and the papers from each other. They bail that material. And that's when we step in and take over and buy that material and process it. So it's understanding where you fit in, in the system and what sort resources that you have to utilize to be able to recycle the materials. Now with metals, as I mentioned earlier, that has a high value. So even if you're a community member and all you did was clean out your garage, maybe you've got an old bike and lawnmower, you know, those miscellaneous things. If there is at least 25% metal content in your item, that's worth bringing in and you will get paid for it. And it's um, especially your non-ferrous metals. So like old electrical cables, old Christmas tree lights, all of that has a value and you will get paid for it. And most wow. people don't know. So we're happy to work with them. Wow, that is, yeah, I mean, all the things you don't know until you know. So thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> you know, to to wrap up here, we have come so far. We've come a long way with regard to sustainability in our society, but we have so far to go still. What are you most excited and inspired by for the future of sustainable practices? Well, I think that the best way to answer that is to say people are coming together and it used to be very siloed. So you'd have your engineers working on one thing and you'd have your designers thinking about things differently. And then you'd have your resin suppliers in a completely different path. And none of these people were sitting at the same table to try to solve the problems together. And so all they would see is what's in it for them. And, you know, maybe using a recycled content might 
be a little bit more challenging or might not be quite as uniform as using a prime material. And so they would just shut down and not want to work it out. Instead, I see people really coming together and saying, okay, we have to solve this. Well, how are we going to do it? What are we going to do? And let's try some things. And by getting all the stakeholders together, and even um, companies like Patmos now are eligible to get grants. There's more partnerships happening with municipalities, with nonprofits, to try to just figure it out. You know, um, we've been doing work with Goodwill and other nonprofit organizations that you know, is a really great resource. You can have a training component where people are learning new skills. Maybe they have a barrier to work. And now um, it's also helping solve some of the labor challenges that we have in the market where there's just not enough people doing those kind of jobs. Right, right. Well, that's awesome. Yes. Well, here's to unsiloing things and to becoming more sustainable along the way. Carrie, I can't thank you enough for educating us about uh, sustainability, helping all of us become a bit more aware now. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. <laughs> Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are aware now.